I am always fascinated by the incident in the life of a man called Peter. He was broke. He faced up with his tax arrears and didn't know how to pay. It just so happened that when he was out fishing, he hooked a fish which just happened to have a gold coin in its mouth. You know the story. Why has that never happened to me or anyone else, as far as I know? Well, perhaps it has. I don't go fishing, and it could be a bit of a hassle exchanging a gold coin, but strange things do happen. I was ready to take off in my little six-seater mission aeroplane from a mission station in the north of Kenya, near the Ethiopian border. It was hot, sandy, semi-desert, and I was always happy to be airborne and get cooled off. The missionaries at that station were planning to build a house for themselves, but had sought the expertise of three professional builders before starting to build on sand. Normally it was only mission personnel we flew in the plane, so these builders, with no Christian connection, were an exception. All strapped in, I said. Let's pray before starting. A little laugh came from the back seat. Nevertheless, I prayed for a good safe flight of about 350 miles back to Nairobi. We set off south, away from Lake Turkana. I had been asked to pick up a missionary doctor at a place called Amudat in Uganda. I'd never been there before, so hoped that I would be able to find it. My colleague had marked it on my map, where it was, but there was not much to navigate by. A range of mountains, my compass, my map, my watch. I found Amadat and picked up the doctor. Prayer answered yet again. Off now with my four passengers for a flight of about 250 miles to Nairobi. Down the Rift Valley, having left the wild country about 20 miles behind, we were nearing Nakuru, only another 100 miles or so to go. Splutter, 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 and the engine of our Cessna 185 stopped. One's heart tends to splutter a bit also when this happens. Fuel on, with feed from both tanks, plenty in the tanks, magneto switches both on, try emergency fuel system, no effect, it's only down. Now it just so happened that although this little aeroplane did journeys to mission stations working as far east as Kismayo in Somalia on the coast of the Indian Ocean, as far west as Obo in the Central African Republic, just on a thousand miles away, as far north as the Ethiopian border with Kenya, and as far south as the southern border of, Tan border of Tanzania, Oh, you can work out the thousands of square miles. It just so happened that 2,000 feet right below our powerless aircraft was my sister-in-law's farm. The only farm I knew that had an airstrip. I could see it, but not clearly, and was anxious to keep it in view while circling and losing 2,000 feet in height. 
I circled very close to the strip, keeping my eye on it all the time. This was nearly my undoing, but it was difficult to see in this map of fields. Slowly down, nobody saying a word. At last I was on a short final approach, and I was too high. Speed back to 60 miles per hour, miles per hour, full flap, still too high. Now this should have not been a great problem, but Cessna had recently brought out a directive that this type of aircraft should not be side-slipped, as it produced too much strain on the airframe. Thus we'd be, we had been instructed not to side-slip the aircraft to lose height, but to stick the nose down steeply and then pull up quite sharply, killing the extra speed. Too high. Too fast. I approached the landing end of the strip and knew I'd go off the other end, into a gully, unless I took some action. In other words, I had made a pig's breakfast off this emergency landing. It's great how one can do it this well in practice, but when it comes to the real thing, my speed was 80 miles per hour, and I had to lose 20 miles per hour quickly. I flew the mail wheel main wheels onto the ground, push forward on the control column, tail up, nose down, and applied the brakes, holding the aircraft on the ground with the flying controls, and applying brake had the effect of wanting it to go over on its nose, so I had to be careful that the nose didn't get, too, get so low that the propeller struck the ground. The end of the airstrip was coming up fast, too fast, to avoid going off the end, I put on full right rudder and right brake. We skidded round and came to a halt at the end of the strip. Before we could open the doors to get out, the heavens opened and tropical rain just poured out of the sky. I realised that if the rain had fallen just ten seconds earlier, we would all be sitting at the bottom of a gully, having slid off the end of a very wet strip. I learnt a valuable thing from this experience. Peter's Lord is our Lord too. And what he can do for Peter, he can and does do for his people. The odds against the engine quitting over the farm of our only relative in all Africa and over her airstrip is beyond my mathematical powers of calculation. A gold coin in a fish's mouth wouldn't have been much comfort for these circumstances.